Folks, minicamp has wrapped. What did we learn? That's what we're going to talk about today on Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. For Thursday, June 9th, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They do wonderful work. you got a problem, they got a solution. That's the way it works at Johnson's Plumbing, as it should for every plumbing service. But these people are tremendous. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. Hit that subscribe button, smash the like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports. And if you want to donate, it doesn't bother us at all. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and those things that we learned during this mini camp. Matt Ryan is really accurate. We we were not sold a bill of goods by uh, Frank Reich when he told us that Matt Ryan is really, really accurate with football. That's what he does. He delivers it, man. He knows where his receivers want to put their hands. He tells the receivers where he would like their hands, and then he hits their hands. It's that easy, and he puts the ball only in the place where the offensive player can go get it. That's really nice. At the quarterback position as well, Nick Foles is a really good backup quarterback. We saw that. He's not quite as accurate as, as Matt Ryan, and he doesn't get the ball out with the speed of Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan takes it, he's decisive, boom, out. Nick Foles a little more plotting in his assessment of the secondary and where he wants to deliver the football. And plotting is probably the wrong word. It's not slow. It's just not as fast as Matt Ryan. As for that battle for the third spot on either the roster or the practice squad, I got to give a little bit of an advantage to uh, Jack Cohn as the third guy over Sam Ellinger. Just watching both of those guys, especially today, I spent a lot of time watching those guys. I just like, I, I think the way Jack Cohn delivers the football is just more like Nick Foles and uh, Matt Ryan. Sam Ellinger's a different kind of cat. Sam Ellinger last year with Wentz was a better version of Wentz than some other guys would have been, especially Jacob Eason. In this case, you got Ryan, you got Foles, and then you've got Cone. It's kind of similar in stature, similar in delivery, and I think that that makes a big difference when you're talking about who's going to be the backup quarterback. All right, the DBs look better to me. The, the defense, look, you can't tell anything about the defensive front at all from these mini camps because it's no contact. So nobody's trying to get pressure on a quarterback. You got D-line guys working, offensive line guys working, but they're not working against one another, and so you really can't tell what's going on there. What you can evaluate, as Frank Reich said today, this is a passing camp, so you can evaluate some things about the passing offense and then about the defensive secondary and how they're going to be able to comport themselves on an NFL field. So as we did that today, you saw, you, you saw some pretty good things with the uh with the secondary that goes for tuesday and wednesday as well i like the way the secondary does their business much better than i did last year or or in previous years uh during the frank reich regime during the uh uh time that chris ballard's been here this just looks like a real secondary i like nick cross a lot as he, he played a lot of strong safety during this mini camp because Kari Willis was not here. He was excused. He's got a personal issue and and so had to deal with that. Uh, but I like Nick Cross. He, he brings an enthusiasm to the secondary that I really like. Uh, Julian Blackman looked really good 
for a guy who had Achilles surgery just seven and a half months ago, this guy looked terrific on the field, looked bouncy, looked athletic. And like I said yesterday when we did this, uh, when we did Inside Indiana Sports Now here yesterday, you know what? Maybe attitude has a lot to do with recovery. By the way, I want to mention, after this, at about 322, we are going to talk on the call-in app, download the call-in app, log in, activate yourself, and it's free. And you activate yourself as a caller, and we're talking about the Colts, as we will do at about 322. All right. Um, linebackers, we, we know what the problems are here, right? Bobby O'Karake, not a problem, obviously. Darius Leonard, not here, had his back, uh, back procedure done. Frank Reich won't call it a surgery. It's a, it's a procedure. He had that done on Tuesday. Uh, we heard yesterday, and this is inferring some things from Darius Leonard on social media, that the back injury that was taken care of had something to do with the ankle injury that he's been dealing with for over a year now. Frank Reich says that he doesn't believe that's the case. He's going to check but he believes that while the back surgery maybe alleviates some of the ankle problems, they are not interrelated. So we take Frank Reich at his word about uh, that injury and hope that Darius can get back on the field sooner rather than later, because let's face it, the dude created 12 turnovers. That's what he did. And that is, that is not chopped liver. That is pretty good work for a linebacker uh, during an NFL season, whether it's 16 games, 17 games, 14, whatever. 17 games, 12 turnovers generated by one guy. That's a hell of a tally, right? Kenny Moore, we talked to yesterday. We heard from him. He doesn't want to talk about his contract. He's going to leave the contract work to his agent. He's just going to prepare to play the season. That's not surprising. That's Kenny Moore in a nutshell. And, and we'll see what happens. He's scheduled to make $6.75 million next year and he felt this year and he feels like that's a little bit underpaid i don't blame him but this is the way contracts in the nfl work right you sign your contract and for the first couple of deals you're really well paid in fact kenny moore was paid as the highest paid slot corner in the nfl that's what that contract did for kenny moore now he's not that anymore and he wants to be paid as a straight up corner and i get the reasoning for kenny moore because he doesn't always line up as a slot corner. You need a slot corner about two-thirds of your defensive snaps. But Kenny Moore plays 97% of his snaps. So he's lining up elsewhere and making an impact on this team and on this defense other than his work as a slot corner. But that's his bread and butter. He is a slot corner, wants to get paid as a straight corner. That's what you do. You want more money. You got a finite window to make money in the NFL, and you want to maximize what you can make because you've got, you got to take care of your family, right? This is what you do. I don't know how $33 million over four years, which was the amount of the extension that he signed in 2019, I don't know how that doesn't do it. Give me $33 million, I'll tell you what. I'm walking into work with a bounce in my step for the rest of my life or until somebody clubs me in the head and says I'm not needed at that workplace because they're going to have to club me over that. Uh, you can't just fire me. I'm showing up for work every day for the rest of my life. You give me $33 million, I'm showing up every day, and I'm coming with a smile, enthusiasm, energy, and I'm going to do my job whether you like it or not. I don't know whether that's a great attitude, really reflecting back on it. 
that might be a bad attitude. When people fire you, the right thing to do is leave. So maybe, maybe I would do that. As long as I had the 33 million, I think I'd be okay no matter what I was doing. Uh, Isaiah Rogers, he needs to start opposite Stephon Gilmore. We learned that this week. All right, um, not to denigrate any of the other corners, but Isaiah Rogers just has kind of an electric skills package that is required on the field. And Stephon Gilmore, for a guy who's 32 years old, looks pretty spry. Again, no hitting. And so, yes, he's going to look spry, especially in drills where you're not going full speed. But he had a pick the other day. He looks good. I like Stephon Gilmore. Um, how about Ethan Fermea? We, we've talked about Ethan. He is a uh, diminutive, although about a six-foot-tall kid, out of UCLA. Uh, his statistics, I can remember off the top of my head, and I believe that this is correct. Eight catches, nine tackles on special teams, and 12 carries as a running back. Ethan is my dark horse to make this roster as a receiver. He just keeps doing things the right way and coming down with the football. You know, over and over, I didn't know who number seven was when I showed up. I had to look up Ethan Cormier, but I like him. And I think he looks like a guy who's going to be able to contribute to this team or could on the practice squad. You know he can on special teams. Uh, we'll see how that works. But Ethan Fermea, I like. And then I also like Michael Young Jr. out of Cincinnati. He's an undrafted free agent, was a teammate of Alec Pierce's. And uh, all of a sudden today, I did in the last couple of days, but today it's like, oh, who's 84? Who, 84 looks like he's, uh, like he's pretty good. So I like 84. That's Michael Young Jr. out of Cincinnati. What else do we have to think about? I'm not worried about Kenny Moore. I think if Kenny Moore were going to make a statement about his contract, I think he would have done it by sitting this, right? That's 88,000 in fines that can be forgiven. Once you get to camp, it's 50K per day, and it can't be forgiven. You miss an unexcused absence, one day, 50. Two days, 100. Three days, 150. And if you miss games, it's much more than that. So you, you've really got a situation where I think Kenny Moore, if he was going to spend his money to make a point, he would have spent his money this week rather than when camp starts. you got to work, and you got to work hard. And you got to figure, here's how it could work for Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore, let's say he doesn't sign, there's no deal. There's no extension. Kenny Moore is going to get paid more in two years than he would this offseason. Just like he got paid less in 2019 than he would have gotten paid had he waited for an extension until like this offseason. After a Pro Bowl year, you're going to get more money. And the cap keeps going up. And you're in line, you're on schedule for an extension. You gotta be on schedule because if you get off schedule as a general manager, as Chris Ballard will tell you, things go cattywampus and that is not a good thing. I'm credentialed for God's sake, how'd I wind up here? I drive to the security gate, hello. And and you get in, this is what I do. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor looked fine. And I don't think that him sitting out has anything to do with any kind of contract thing. He's woefully underpaid, and his rookie contract is a second rounder out of Wisconsin. First two years, he's put up stupendous numbers. Uh, in terms of total yards, he's more than a sixth on his way to uh, 10,000 yards. 
which is, wait, no, he's more than a third of his way to 10,000 yards. Last year, 1,811 yards rushing, 20 touchdowns, both rushing and receiving. He had 18 rushing, two receiving. He is dynamic, and he is the guy around whom this offense is kind of built. You got to have a quarterback, but they got the best running back in football in Jonathan Taylor. And while Jonathan Taylor should be paid more, he's kind of on the same schedule as Kenny Moore, and we've talked about that. Same as Michael Pittman Jr., too. But uh, I, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to wait to get his. If he can put together a really good third season, he is in line for a big, giant pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And if Michael Pittman Jr. can do what he did last year with almost 90 catches and almost 1,100 yards, that would put him in line for a big payday, too. Uh, Quentin Nelson says he's healthy and strong. That's a good thing. Ryan Kelly looks healthy and strong. Uh, Matt Pryor. Is he going to be the long-term answer at left tackle? I don't know. Bernard Ryman did some work today at right guard with the twos. That's part of that whole thing where I think you're going to have to earn your spot on this team. You know, you, you got to earn your spot if you're going to play for the Colts and start for the Colts. And I think Bernard Ryman is in the midst of that. I think Alec Pierce, too. Alec Pierce is a guy who played some with the twos, and, and Patman played some with the ones. But I think Alec Pierce, I mean, you didn't make him the first pick of the franchise in the 2022 draft because you wanted him to be a gunner on the punt team. You know, that's just not logical. It's not reasonable. I think that Alec Pierce is going to wind up being the starting, uh, what is that, X? Naheem Hines did a lot of work in the slot this week, but Frank Reich was asked about it, and he said, you know what, that's more about what you do in mini camp that's non-contact it's not a running camp you're not going to hand the the ball off to a guy with no contact and no defense you know seven on seven you're not running right so that's kind of Naheem Hines out of the slot so Frank Reich said I don't know I think he looks pretty damn good as a slot guy and if not him who Pierce maybe Campbell looked really good. Paris Campbell looked terrific, but he's got to stay healthy, right? Uh, no way to tell what the Colts are going to look like on September 11th. The opener in Houston, no way to know via this. When they have the joint practices uh, as camp begins and they get ready for that first preseason game, you're going to see a little bit. Then in the preseason, you're going to see a little bit. But it, you know what? We've gone into the regular season the last few years thinking, oh, here we go. And what happened? You know, nothing good back to 2013. Haven't won an opener since then. Hey, tomorrow morning breakfast with Kent. But right now, in about three minutes, we're going to do uh, our call-in show. You download the call-in app. Go in. Look for the Colts call-in is the name of the show. My face right on the logo. Pop in and let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and what you think they're going to be in 2022 after now hearing about the minicamp. We're going to do that in about five minutes. I can't wait.